Adventure of the World, where daytime animation reigns in the world of Batman the Animated Series. Using stunning visuals and outstanding storytelling, a series that redefined a heroic legend through style and mythos, giving the world the definitive Cape Crusader. With your co-host Vicky Ray, Joe Randazzle, Greg Johnson, David Grant, Matthew Rose, and Keith Shago as they unmask the ultimate superhero, Batman, the animated series as explored by the Literary Licensed Podcast. Literalism's podcast and it's Batman Week. We'll be discussing four episodes of Batman the Animated Series. And before we get started, let's find out who's with us. We got Joe Rendazzo with us. Joe. Hello, Joe. Hey, everyone. Hi. We got Sean Stefan with us. Hello, Sean. Hello, everybody. Vicky Ray. Hello, Vicky. Hi, everyone. And I'm your host, Keith Shago. And before we get started, let's find out what we've been up to, starting with you, Joe. What have you been up to since the last time we spoke to you? It actually feels like it's been an eternity since I've been on here. Uh, it's been, yeah, it's been a few weeks since we, since we've been here. So um, just this week, I uh, finally, I've been looking at Substack for a while as a way to uh, publish a lot of the, the, the reviews and stuff that I've been writing. That's a good and, idea. You've got so many of them you can publish too. You've I got mean, the material. I mean, I, I write them pretty quickly because like I'll watch a movie. I will, you know, write up my thoughts and usually post them on Facebook. Substack has the ability though i haven't done it yet that you can monetize them and you know somebody could pay you five bucks a month and read all your stuff and that's something i'm going to be exploring in the future but i want to make sure that i get all my ducks in a row before i do that and not have people paying for like something that's not worth it uh so before i'm going to do that i'm definitely going to make sure that what i'm writing has that kind of value that like you'd want to pay to read it um so for right now you can subscribe for free it's uh joe rendazzo it's J-O-E-R-A-N-D-A-Z-Z-O dot substack dot com. Um, and already just the engagement's been fantastic. People are actually reading it uh, in the two or three days since my first post. I've already got like 300 something views on I enjoyed you know, between it. all of them. And so people are people are sharing them. People are opening the emails and taking a look at them. So I'm really overjoyed. I enjoy your that. reviews. I don't know how you write. You and Matthew, you guys Boom! And I'm, I'm just doing, like, how do you do that? I'm like, doing it. In, I'm doing it the morning after I watch a movie on my phone in like 20 minutes. I mean, you're all so, so good at it, though. I mean, you got it. You know, you got it concise and a tight little, you know, couple paragraphs. I, I just don't know how y'all do it. I'm jealous. I can't most of the time, like I feel like I'm not going to share a lot of the stuff that I share on Facebook on Substack. Like that. Like a lot of those are just like. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I struggle a little bit with them, but uh, for the most part, I mean, I just kind of think about it i kind of think in term you know reference it with uh you know what i know about the the creators what i know about whatever and i just kind of uh do it that way but yeah i shared um 
my my thoughts on uh, Scream Six, on um, uh, the Banshees of Inisherin, and nineteen um, sixties uh, Japanese horror movie called The Living Skeleton that I just watched the other night. I think I I think I wanted to. I got that on my list now because I hadn't <laughs> seen it. You always got that's like I got this list. It's like War and Peace now. There's no way in my lifetime I'm ever gonna watch all these. I mean that's that's what I tell people all the time. Like there's 150 years of cinema history. Just we're not gonna get to watch all of it. Just watch what you can. Sometimes yeah. you get a gem like the Living Skeleton. But the vampire dog. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Dracula's dog. That, that was a fun little movie. Oh, did you watch the whole movie? No, I didn't get through it all yet because Ashley uh, came and I took it off. My favorite I thing about that was that Jose Ferrer was taking it completely seriously. I don't seriously. know how they got Jose Ferrer in there, but it was a nice little touch. Yeah, I, I, I was I I was like, he's taking this entirely seriously. Yeah. He, <laughs> that just gave it that little extra edge that I really enjoyed about it. It's the movie. a cute little dog. Being the I know, and they're trying to make you think that this dog's going to be a threat. I, I just can't buy it. I'm just not buying into the fear, okay? There was another one around the same time called Devil Dog the Hound of Hell, and it was this cute little baby Rottweiler. Yeah. And they they would they would like do something off camera to make it like grimace and like show its teeth. They'd play like this sinister music over, but like it's still this cute little baby Rottweiler. You can't, you can't tell me people are afraid of that or that this dog's a demonic spawn of satan <laughs> but whatever know, I've, got, I've got chihuahuas uh, I, 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 you know what i should i should post the devil dog article or the uh, uh the the uh dracula's dog article on yes, you should, uh, you on should. substack that one was only on facebook because it was before i started it but yeah I'll, I'll i'll move that one over there thanks for the idea uh so yeah i've been doing that i started that um uh, we went to see John Wick 4. Sean and I went to see John Wick 4 a couple of well, weeks ago. Well, what's the verdict? I dragged uh, him to this movie, it felt like. He was he was very resistant. I, yeah. did not, well, I didn't like 2 and 3. I thought you didn't two, like, I know. I, I, I'm, I, for me, whenever I go to these movies, it's all about the action. It's all about the stunts. I've been a fan of martial arts movies since far yes. back as I can remember. Yeah, we, we are too at my house. And, and they just get better and better in terms of shooting these action sequences. The knife sequence in the antique knife store in three, I, I remember watching that in the theater and just l laughing so hysterically at the end of that, just of how absurd this it's getting higher and higher and higher. And this one, Joe, what did you think? I mean, like it was like I, I really I, like I this it, one. But, I, yeah. I didn't like this. I love the first one. I didn't like the second and third one, and I love the fourth one. Uh, the fourth one had a lot going, and I think to its benefit, it kept all the nonsense about the uh, the Continental at a minimum, and I think that's why yeah. I liked it. That's what I disliked about the other ones. So I was like, oh, okay, so now everybody who lives in New York City is a fucking assassin. <laughs> Because he's just going through his phone, like everybody's looking at their phone and looking up at John Wick. I'm like, come on, man! The homeless are part of are are, are also assassins. But I mean, it also, you know, my my go to joke for it is explains how anybody can fucking live in New York City now. Because right. <laughs> the only way you can live is if you're 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 getting paid a million dollars a hit. That's the only way you can afford to live in New York at this point. Sadly, true. It's got so. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I really enjoyed this one. I saw a lot of the good, the bad, and the ugly in it. With uh, yeah. You know, three, you know, three assassins with uh, right. uh, uh, what the name? Uh, nobody. nobody, nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody constantly, uh, constantly saving uh, John Wick because he wants the bounty to get higher and higher. So he can, <laughs> so he can collect on it later. Really reminded me of the way um, Blondie was uh, 
we kept constantly saving Tuco. So it's interesting that in uh, in this kind of remake of the good, the bad, and the ugly, our star is actually the lead is actually Tuco as opposed to Blondie. But right. I, I really enjoyed yeah. that. Um, a lot of people reference the Warriors, which I didn't see at first, but yeah, now that I think back to it, there is a lot. There are a lot of references, it seems, to the Warriors. It's um, a blatant ripoff of, of the Warriors. It's like it, it's oh, it's well, a the last up, act. The last, the last act was, yeah, the last, the last act was trying to get to the when you have a, a, a DJ who's shot profile just from her mouth, speaking into the mic, oh, saying, yeah, okay, okay, okay yeah. boppers, listen up. Okay, well, maybe boppers, it was a nice nod up. to something they appreciate. Oh yeah. It's a nod and a wink, but it's it's definitely like okay, we've reached the the warriors part of our story. Yeah, I mean, and uh, that that whole sequence and I, from Osaka to Germany, the nightclub in Germany, which I I've kind of been playing in in a way in Hitman because it's very similar to the nightclub level in Hitman. Just the mm-hmm. I think it's actually modeled after the same nightclub, so it's one of those things where the way the lights are shot or shooting through the waterfalls. And it's, it's just an absolutely gorgeous action movie. Probably one of the most gorgeous action movies I've seen probably since the raid Two. maybe. I'll agree uh, with that. And yeah, the action it, scenes are fantastic too. Yeah. Very, very cool. So yeah, I, I absolutely, I, I'm glad I went to see it. Um, if you're like me and you thought two and three just got too ridiculous with the storyline, because I thought it just got re- just insanely. Or is a safe bet. Four is a lot better. I think four is a much, much better movie than than two and three. Um, I don't think it's as good as the first one. I think the first one's about as perfect for like an action revenge movie as you can get. Um, I really, really like it. Um, it's probably my favorite movie of the year so far. But then again, I haven't seen that many movies from this year yet. So it's still a young year. Yes, it is. I'll, I'll be seeing Cocaine Bear maybe, maybe over the weekend. Yeah, it's on Peacock streaming. Well, you've had to pay for Peacock, but it's free, basically. It's not 20 bucks. They have not canceled our subscription yet from last year. So, hey, we're good. <laughs> they have not charged my they haven't, they haven't charged my credit card. I haven't updated it yet, and they haven't canceled it. Well, now it, they so. know, okay? They will know when this is posted. I got 24 hours. I'm good. I'm going to write Peacock right now. Customer <laughs> you got a bit, long, you got a bit Those, longer than that because I'm a bit behind in my I'm editing. So. <laughs> Yes, we, we might have another month. No, Sean and I usually, when we subscribe to all these streaming services, we usually just hit up the annual. Yeah, it's cheaper in the long run. It is. It is. They were like they were doing an uh, annual for Peacock last year, uh, right around WrestleMania time. You can get the entire year for fifteen bucks. So, uh, <gasps> so that just uh, ended, and I haven't that updated. That just my ended, contract. and I had no idea. Oh my god! <laughs> they, that's like eight bucks or six bucks a month for it. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's it's like with Shutter, you could either do six bucks a month for twelve months, or you could do like fifty. It's like fifty all, for a year. I yeah, pay like four a bucks a month or Amazon. I think four ninety nine. Uh, yeah, the drawback to the Amazon, Amazon thing is you can't watch the live. I know. Stuff. I'm probably gonna switch yeah. that because I can't use it on my phone, so it's really irritating me now. So. So now we'll go to Sean and let Sean tell us what he's been up to. <laughs> Without well, being too personal. Uh, well, I've uh, well, I will say this: I did get a second job. I'm working at this really nice steakhouse, and I've been, they've been grinding me out the last month. So I haven't really had much free time to do anything. That's I've been great, ba- bouncing back and forth between two jobs. Uh, but I did have time. I had to make time to go see the Mario movie. Uh, that was uh, my I heard it was really cute. From the opening, well, the opening scene uh, they showed at the Game Awards, it's the, where Bowser takes over the Ice Kingdom. So I'm not giving anything out right. uh, away from there. 
from that the moment that scene ends to the moment the movie ends you are hit with a a wave of nostalgia if you've ever played a mario game you will be smiling throughout this entire movie from the score which is just a combination of literally every song from every level of every mario game kind of combined together into one to just they're in the sewer you see like oh we're in level one dash two and you're like wait what and you're like oh this this cute and the music starts playing all the characters are represented uh the voice which was the major controversy could charlie day and chris pratt be a good uh luigi and mario i still don't understand what that was the big deal for so every everyone wants well uh the the original voice of mario he's in the movie so everyone says well why don't you just have him play mario it's addressed almost immediately in a tongue-in-cheek way gotcha where they reference the Super Mario Brothers Super Show of all things. And, and it, I have the, and I, by the end of that opening five, 10, 15 seconds, I'm like, okay, I'm on board. Whatever you want to do, throw Chris Pratt. He can do whatever he wants. I'm, I'm completely on board with this movie. And critics are going to, are shitting all over it. Oh, it's not structured. I like noticed, but everybody, oh, I shit. Everybody told me it was good, clean fun. Their kids enjoyed it. They enjoyed it. It's, it reminded them of the 80s. It's about 90s. a plumber. It's about a couple of plumber brothers from Brooklyn going down in the sewer and doing mushrooms and seeing some shit. <laughs> it's not going to be a structured story the, 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 at all. If you think about it, let's face it. That's what it is. They think they start, they see a lizard, they see a gator in the sewer, and they think they're seeing dinosaurs and whatnot. Yeah, what are, power shrooms. One of my coworkers uh, apparently told his his brother or his brother in law. He's like, "Yeah, I'm going to take my son to see it," and he's like, "Well, that movie looks stupid." And I'm like, "Well, what did you what did you want? Did you want Chinatown? Because <laughs> why are you why are you going to see the Super Mario Brothers if you're expecting I, I Chinatown? You know, he wants to see. Everybody seen Dungeons and Dragons? I've heard I've it's not, good. I haven't seen. I've it yet. heard it feels like a bunch of kids sitting around a table playing a game of Dungeons and Dragons, and that's the vibe that you have the entire movie. Uh, which, is that a bad vibe? Because I have I, thought memories more, of playing D&D. That's the thing. I, I, if you have a tongue-in-cheek approach to it, like it's, I love a good fantasy story. But Your Highness, which is kind of the closest thing I can kind of relate it to, because it was right. supposed to be like a stoner version of Krull. This yeah. doesn't have the stoner elements, but it does have that tongue-in-cheek Marvel quippiness to it. And from what I understand, it's it works. It I noticed we're gravitating well. towards stoners again. We used to, wow. we got away from that. Now we're come full circle back to the Jeff Spicoli years. <laughs> uh, we re- everyone realizes how much of a cash cow it is in all the states. So oh, it's, a lot. it's, it's really- funny. You could do so much with it. I mean, come yeah. on. Media is always cyclical. That's that's the thing. In the '60s, you had stoner stoner stuff. You had it again in the. Uh, you know, with, with, like you said, like like Jeff Spicoli and Fast Times at Richmond High, that was the early 80s. You had it again in the early 2000s. Now we're getting it again in the early 2020s. It's just, all cyclical. Yeah. When I got when I got off my the plane in Vegas and uh, my vacation, I got in the cab. It used to be they would throw you a, a thing with the brothels or yeah. something like that. Or to find that. Now it's, hey, do you want me to take you to the dispensary th- or uh, Planet 13? Kill all those cars. Every dispensary? time I leave Vegas, I have all these yeah. cars. Big Big cars, they snap them and they throw them at you. It's <laughs> they got the I books. look like I need a prostitute they the lady. <laughs> they have, yeah. they have Why the not? books with Whatever. all the attractions in, in every cab now. So whenever you get in, you can just take the book. Oh, here's well, one in Vegas this week. Here's what you can do. Yeah. Vegas is becoming like a horror fan haven because of a lot that. of this stuff out there. Universal is so. going to be building a, a horror theme theme park. I cannot park. wait for that. It looks uh, great. 
That's going to be great. That's you know a little better in California. It's going to make more money than California, considering there's nobody Absolutely. in California. And, <laughs> shout, and shout out to, to Christy Adams at Nightmare Toys, because she's got the Nightmare Toys and the Nightmare right. uh, Nightmare Cafe, which is a horror-themed restaurant attached to it. That is so it. cool. So yeah. shout out to her. I, I can't wait to visit that, uh, visit that when I go to Vegas. Um, but uh, yeah, check out Nightmare Toys and Nightmare Christie on Instagram. I did. She's, when you mentioned something, I bookmarked it because there's a lot of she's, stuff in there. I really she, want a lot of stuff in there. She's a horror <laughs> fanatic. And I, I actually should have looked at that freaking website. I could kill you for that one. I do. I, 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 yeah, I I look at that and I'm like, oh, my God, there's all these cool collectible toys from uh, from, from all these horror movies. And then when I, you know, when I see the pictures of her, her restaurant and I'm like, OK, I got I got to get down there and I got to. I got to check it out. But yeah, the only other thing I've, I've been watching that I just want to throw in is The Mandalorian, which I've been struggling along with this all season long. And it finally, finally got good. What episode? Because one, I'm ready to seven. give up. Seven. <laughs> seven. Okay, I'm on five. Seven, okay. Yeah, seven five. of eight. So okay. that's the thing. It's the final. It's the second to last episode, and they finally. I'll hang never... in there. I'm hanging okay. in there. Then I, I was trying to equate it to something because I mentioned uh, I played the game Hitman a lot, and they just re-released the game as the past three games all combined into one game. It was re- it was released over like I want to say six seven years as three separate entries. The story for each individual game is incomprehensible. They suck. They, it's, it's, it, it, each individual story was not good. Yet you combine the game together, after six years, finally you realize, oh, this is meant to be one large story. It feels like they're doing this with The Mandalorian, only instead of just The Mandalorian every season, you got to watch Ahsoka. You got to watch Kenobi. Yeah. You got to watch Book of Boba Fett. You got to watch yeah. all these separate shows, The Bad Batch. You got to watch So you know Rebels. what's going on. And they're saying, oh, you don't have to. I watched that Ahsoka trailer, and I, it was the first time I have seen anything related to Star Wars where I had no fucking idea what exactly. the hell was going on. Exactly. I, I'm like, okay, I know that's Ahsoka. I, that, oh, that's uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I, I, I'm a fan of hers. I don't know who she's playing. This Thrawn guy, I know him from the books. I know him from the books. Uh, yeah, he's 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 a badass. He's he's being played by Mads Mikkelsen's brother. Uh, he's Okay, he's cool. I, but that's it. I don't know anything about the story. I know the characters. I know I know Heir of the Empire, but they, they removed that from the canon. I, and if they're going to just basically redo Heir of the Empire over like six different shows over the next six. And that's the other thing. Apparently, according to Kathleen Kennedy, this movie that is going to culminate all this stuff isn't coming out for six to seven years. So this is going to be a crossover thing of multiple series that's culminating after I'm guessing maybe five, maybe they'll trim some four to five years. And it's, they're already losing me at this season. I don't think they'll have the legs to last that long. So it's, it's, I don't know. Like I said, it finally got good, but we had to sit through Jack Black and Lizzo and Christopher Lloyd and. Lizzo's painful. (laughs) I, I don't. I didn't care that much. I, I'm used to cheesy acting in Star Wars, so I, I wasn't really bugged out by her acting. I just, for me, it was just like, why are we doing this? What, what is the plot? What is the point of this? There season? is no point. It's marketing. And, well, and I, then, and then we had just like marketing. A and then we had a 10 minute exp, exposition dump where you kind of was like, oh, okay. 
It's yeah. like the end of Vanilla Sky where you're just like, oh, okay, so this is what happened this entire fucking season. Thanks. The, the thing is, and I haven't watched I haven't watched The Mandalorian, but I have a, I have an issue with most TV series that I watch where they they're supposed to be part of this kind of universe. Like I bailed on all the Marvel shows because I I, I realized they're all filler. They're all they all have maybe three, three, four, five episodes worth of story, but they got to stretch it out to eight or ten episodes. Yeah, and painful. there's always a point where it's like you could have wrapped this up a long time ago. And that's been my issue with a lot of these shows that I watched. When I watched WandaVision, I was like, okay, why did why was that eight episodes or twelve episodes or whatever that was? You could have done that in five. Four. Yeah. yeah, four or five. It seems uh, like they're starting to learn on that. It seems like they're cutting back in a way well, that people are yeah. people are having a hard time watching it. They're, they're, yeah. They drop well, off. They get halfway through, like the Mandalorian. They start dropping off. Yeah. I'm gonna hang in there just because you told me to. Well, so. it's because you're giving me homework now. You're telling yeah. me if you want to watch these movies to get the full story, you got to watch these three or four exactly. TV series in between. I'm like, dude, I don't want to spend the rest of my life watching, you know, Marvel and Star Wars. Yeah. The Marvels is the real test for him because it's the two of the three main characters are only known through Disney Plus series. Yeah. So, and if and if you haven't seen those series, you're gonna feel no, lost. No, you wouldn't know who they were. And, and I don't know. I, I I know that they're cutting back. I know that like that Armor Wars thing was supposed to be like a six or eight episode thing. It's now a two part event. Right. Uh, Penguin. Uh, we just they finally showed a teaser for it with that uh, horrible Max premiere yesterday, where they pretty much killed their own brand. Uh, but the uh, the HBO going around. <laughs> uh, the HBO, I know, but HBO Max, you dropped the HBO. What? What? what I don't know. But anyway, uh, they're they're apparently the Penguin is going to be a three part event. So which, that's yeah, DC universe, parts? though, isn't that's it? D- yeah. that's DC. But it, that it seems like they they're they got James Gunn and he's are they like, going? Yeah, let's not are do they this. Going screw-ups. that way. Like, hope like Marvel, please tell me DC's. I fucking it. hope not. I, they say <laughs> don't oversaturate the way they. The do. way that James Gunn has said that they they're going to approach everything is if they do an animated series, the actors that they cast in it will be playing the actors in live action. Everything will kind of be connected in a way. I, I, I it seems like the first thing is going to be he wants to do the Authority, which is like DC's version of the Boys, and okay. that's going to eventually lead into the Authority versus Superman. And, that would be cool. I would have, I would not have a problem with that. That's that's the early talk. Uh, and keep in mind, James Gunn is the type of guy that he has no problem smacking down the the insiders and the critics on on. This is yeah, the one thing that's going to care. I don't. Well, yeah, this is the one thing that he seems to be. It, it all signs to be pointing to the authority versus Superman for this Superman legacy movie. And, and, but he's going to be doing like the creature commandos. He's going to be doing all these things and then to set up his world and then eventually maybe do a crossover event in a couple of years. But eventually every, his whole, his whole thing is the story and the characters have to work on their own. We, is, it, we can maybe drop in little things through, you know, the, the, uh, the justice society or, or uh, the characters from Peacemaker or whatever. You could do little things to, to link it that way. But the story must work on its own, which is something Marvel doesn't do. Mar- Marvel, I mean, they abandon uh, Don't get me story going. arcs. I mean, the Ant-Man and the Wasp. The Wasp was completely uh, exiled from her own movie in the third part. She, she has no story arc whatsoever. It's... It's and she's open. It seems like all the actors are openly uh, trashing doing, the movie now. 
it's well, weird. yeah, because well, now that it's safe to because it's it's it established it's well. that it's not good. Now they now they they can trash it and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the 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 issue there is you just you spread yourself too thin. Yeah. And you're you know you you don't have enough time to do all this stuff because nobody's gonna have nobody who has a job and a life is going to be able to follow everything you're doing. Unless that their job, that their life. Unless their job is, is to follow yeah. everything you're doing. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the only way. Which, hey, really pay me. Pay me. I'll watch all of them. I'll watch that's everything That's what I say. I will watch. watch anything. But Even if I fucking hate it as long but as I you just pay me. Don't, I don't care. Don't Joe, you watch homework. Pulse 2 for free. What do you mean, pay me? Come on now. Oh, that was... Uh... <laughs> You, he tried. Was that man. Any good? I tried. Man. I like the no. First one. no. 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 I'm going to. I was going to bed. I'm just like, dude. Why do you do this to yourself? Go to sleep. Get 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 some rest. Because I was oh, at Dollar Tree. I'll tell you why that. I did this. Because I was at Dollar Tree. I was at Dollar Tree, and Pulse Two was there for a dollar on DVD. And you bought it. Okay. You don't have That's to. Right. I remember you it saying that. It's fine. It, just because it's there for a dollar doesn't mean you have to buy it. There's many DVDs at the dollar store that I have not bought. <laughs> I, it's not a matter of I can't I, afford them. I watched. I can. I watched. <laughs> well, we watched. Uh, we watched the original Pulse and we watched the American remake, which I didn't even like the American remake. But I, so I don't know why I decided. Well, let me check out the sequel to it. Um, that movie had a really bad CGI plane crash, but at <laughs> least that was a plane crash that you were CGI. You weren't CGIing a city street, a nondescript house, the front of you know a nondescript room. Why are we CGIing two people sitting in a room? And it's not like they're in space. It's not like they're like in some exotic location that we couldn't afford. It's a fucking room that two people are sitting in and the fucking background is CGI. Why did you need to do that? Why did you need to CGI the front of someone's house? And then you don't adjust the perspective for any of it. So you have people who are looking like they're in the right, you know, the right size in one shot, but then they look gigantic because now they're towering over the doorway in the next one. So was, yeah, this one was, is just oof, wow. Was, this one was, was just avoid at all costs. Was Pulse ro- Rogue the uh the horror thing of Universal or was it Dimension Extreme? Dimension Extreme. That's why. I mean at that point in Dimension Extreme they were so just phoning in their budgets with everything. I mean they were skirt cutting costs on everything. See so. that, that was the thing I was telling somebody I was like if this was a situation where it was like you know, somebody on like my level or, you know, like the level of some like indie filmmaker doing it, it'd be like, okay, that's one thing. They didn't have any money. I'm like, you're dimension, you're dimension films. Yeah. But you're dimension extreme. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's that's the where they put us the in, but that's autonomous transfusion and stuff like that. I think they're, I think the, ones they're, who, they're the ones hanging, um, p- posting all the hell, the she Hellraisers um, sequels. Oh, a good well, chunk of them. Yeah. Streams, yeah. 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 They were. I mean, I've the, I've only gotten the, the, and the dust and the dust till dawn sequels. Yeah. Pretty much, it was the, Dimensions Extreme was their straight to video label. Dust, yeah. I couldn't get through the second Dust and Dawn. I, I could. The Texas second one's Blood terrible, money. and then the third one I remember liking. We watched they made it a the couple third years one? ago. The third yeah. one was the prequel telling the origin of Santanico Pandemonium, if memory serves. Oh, okay. Yeah, that oh, was that, might be okay. that was okay. I've not, not heard of that. The series is good. I will say that. The series is yeah, very I like good. The series. If you, I if you, watched it. I think Hel- it's on Netflix. The El Rey series is really good. For the Hellraiser movies, I've been, uh, I, I, I haven't seen any of the direct-to-video sequels. 
and I just started going into them. I watched the one that Scott Derrickson made, which was clearly not their movie. They just took a, a horror detective story and sh- Pinhead. Yeah, I forgot Fox. it was a Hellraiser movie multiple times, and then suddenly <laughs> Pinhead will show up. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is Hellraiser 5. <laughs> it's so yeah. much suffering. It's a good movie though. That's the thing. That one is a really solid movie. It's just they uh, shoved it. They shoved Pinhead in. And it, I it, hate. It, like, I, I like the Third Exorcist better, and I like the first one. Oh, Third Exorcist, a masterpiece. I, I love. I, that movie. I love both of them. I love both. The and second remember, one, fuck no. I remember <laughs> when they showed when they showed Exorcist three on on Twitter. Uh, I actually said I I actually really love this. I really love Exorcist three more Just than the Exorcist thing one. With the, the Clippers go oh, find the nurse. Well, but that I mean more than that. More time. than that. More than that. Because because uh, uh, Justin Martell, who produces Joe Bob's Last Drive-In, he tweet he tweeted back to me. And he's like, "Wait, why?" And I'm like, "Dude, you've known me for over a decade. I love police procedurals. I love horror movies. This is both. This is and a." And it's George C. Scott horror. losing his goddamn oh, mind yeah. for, and George for C. two Scott. hours. <laughs> George C. Scott is fantastic. Not in the files. That's not the, the him going off about the carp. His monologue uh, about the carp in his bathtub is one of the funniest damn things I have ever heard. I, I love that. Mo- I love that movie. I truly love that movie. And Ed Flanders was breaking listening to it. You could you oh, could yeah. see Ed Flanders trying to hold back the laughter. <laughs> I like some of the setups in Exorcist Three as well, so like I. you know, you know, Such with the nurse. Dream and... sequence. Yeah, I love that sequence so much because you it, it gives you so many false uh, uh, false starts. Like you keep thinking something's going to happen, and then it doesn't, and then it doesn't, and then it doesn't, then it doesn't, then it doesn't, then it does. It's like I fantastic. I still won't watch it alone, especially <laughs> if I'm high. I get paranoid. <laughs> Just like a noise. <laughs> My, 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 uh, Sean and I live in a a two bedroom, two bathroom and my bathroom is directly across the hall from my bedroom. So sometimes late at night, I think of (laughs) that scene when I'm coming out of the bathroom, going into my bedroom and I'm like, fuck, what if this thing's popping up behind me with the the fucking shears? (laughs) I mean, that, that just messed me up. It works. It works. It's, it's amazing when something works so well. Excellent scene, and, it, and it's very effective because it's on the horror of what you don't see. Exactly, that's the, thing. That's exactly. the beauty of it. There's there's Brilliant. very little gore, if any, and I think the only real blood is when they have all of the uh, the cups full of blood next to Ed Flanders' body. You never see anything gory. You don't really now. And not in, well, not until the end where they did the reshoots with the priest, but uh, which to, to make it an actual exorcist movie, I guess. Right. But yeah. And, that that's the only real gore in the movie and it's it, i don't know it's just so effective so yeah uh, more note note to directors and producers in hollywood do more of that more that yes, that works please please less less gore <laughs> less less stupid uh, stupid uh gags and and more psychological horror where you're just less fucking stupid, with the audience less stupid gags like yet we're both excited to go see renfield which is hey. which looks like it's going to be all stupid gags <laughs> i I, I enjoy getting high and watching Nick Cage act like a maniac. I think this <laughs> this is a perfect pairing. I, I, no, I just like getting high. I'll watch it. <laughs> Nick, so. Nick Cage chewing the scenery as Dracula, though? Come on. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. You know it is. It's going to be interesting. That's big, watch yeah. Mandy, by the way. Mandy okay. is a fantastic movie with Nick I Cage losing his mind. That's a great one. I, think I love that one. 
long time he's ago. Embraced, no, me and Keith were doing Shudder movies. He's embraced Nicholas Memeless Cage, I guess. He, he's embraced the, the fact Cage. that he's Memeless Cage. He's embraced being a meme, and it's good for him. It's good for his career. It's good he, for he, us. It's great for it's great for the fans. I love it. And what about yourself, Vix? What have you been up to? Not a lot. Just doing my garden thing. But um, it's just we're getting beautiful weather. I'm so excited. My plants look gorgeous. But um, anyway, speaking of getting high, I don't know why, but I was just watching Pacific Rim all blaze last night. Got totally into it. Could not stop watching again. I, love I just Rim. love Pacific Rim. I, don't, I wish Atlanta Rim suck balls. I wish they had not made that one. Don't know that, that wasn't them. Atlantic oh, Rim was, was, was uh, Atlantic Rim had nothing to do with. I just with... can't believe they just actually let that shit out to people to view. That's what really annoyed me. What's about the that asylum? One. It's the people who made the Sharknado movies. That's yeah. Well, I it love was, Sharknado. It was Graham Greene and David Chokichi. I, th- I, I saw the yeah. Mystery Science Theater of it. it and was I did, hilarious. but I did watch. I was only going to watch a few episodes of it because my daughter tagged me in a Facebook post about this show on Netflix. It's called Beef. I cannot recommend it enough. I, I, I've actually binged it when I was supposed to be doing other shit because I got one more episode. Okay, just half of this one. And then I'm sitting there, dinner, click, click, put it back on. It was awesome. It kind of ended like where I'm hoping they have a second season so I can find out what happens to these people. <laughs> cannot say, it, it's excellent. It's just fucking good. It really I, is. I, I think my trailer radar is broken because I used to be able to watch a trailer and go, okay, I'm not even going to bother with that because it looks like it's going to suck. You said and it I, was unhinged the series. That's what that's it, what it, looked it, was, like to it me. was kind of like that. It, it was the same premise, but their lives get all intricately woven and it's just a shit, shit show for all these people. But I like all the players this, involved. I, yeah. It's, it's, I feel very involved. But I feel, I, I, I'm going to have to see it. Yeah. It's, because, dark, it's, uh, it's apparently fantastic. It's, it's got every emotion to it, especially Ali Wong movie. and Stephen Yoon, right? I, I think yeah. that's who it. Yeah, they're. And well, I I've like them seen, both. I've seen the clip of Stephen Yoon in the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his acting in that scene is just phenomenal. Oh, he sings well. I didn't know he was singing. He sung. He, so he, I, I do want to check it out. I, I do feel like my trailer radar is broken because a couple of years ago, I, um, Sean showed me the trailer to. Um, uh, Thor Ragnarok, and I was like, "That looks, that looks dumb. I'm I not like going to see one. it." I like. Sean it. comes out of the theater. He's like, "It's the best Marvel movie in years." I'm like, "What the? F- what I like the it best too. Marvel movie in years." It felt I nothing like a Marvel movie. movie. That's shit, what's why? great. So much so, so much so that it made me go see Thor: Love and Thunder, and that movie gave me COVID. I love Thunder. I Sorry. thought it was great. I thought it was I awful. Thought it was great. I but I got really Thunder. sick of watching regular stuff. So I got on Tubi to start binge watching. Not binging because it takes years to do that. But I started watching old Miami Vice and the Scarecrow, Mrs. King. <laughs> we just started, started watching, watching Miami Vice too. Uh, I love Miami Vice. I can never We get just started Miami watching Vice. Miami Vice because Sean, Sean bought the box set. I walked in the best buy to buy a check. I'm in a season two and now, this, and I'm like, still loving it the second time around. I watched it religiously as a young girl in college. But in the Winchesters, I started watching that, too. I thought I was going to hate it because it wasn't, like, supernatural. But it's actually really good. It's it's pretty good. I didn't know there was a Winchesters TV series. Yeah, I saw about it. It's a prequel. It's the parents. Okay. And um, what's Oh, God. Why can't I remember his name? Narrating it. The older brother. Help me, Keith. Older brother Jensen of who? Ackles. Yes. Oh, Jensen, Jensen Ackles. Ackles. Oh, he's, okay. He's narrating it. He's kind of in and out of it, but it's about his parents and how the Winchesters became the Winchesters. 
So it's kind of, I'm enjoying that. It's really CW. So it is CW, of course. But I know when you say something CW, you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's, it's actually really good. But we've been kind of going back and watching older stuff on TV, like the Miami Vice. I love Scarecrow, Mrs. King. I didn't have nothing else to do after I finished Dark Shadows. And I love Kate Jackson. <laughs> oh, yeah. I started watching Charlie's Angels, too. I just catch these little episodes. I'll try to just hit them here and there. Not, the best, Char like the best Charlie's man. Angels is when they go to prison. Yeah, I just finished that one. I just that's the best that one. one. That's the best episode. Over there, yeah, that was like that. That was like their third or fourth episode, I think. Fourth episode. Yeah, it's got Mary Warnoff in it as well. Yes, so. yes, it does. I kept looking like, oh my god, it is Mary Warnoff. It took me a while to figure it out, but yeah, yeah. she was great to see her in that. It really was, but not much. What about you, Keith? I know what you're up to, but anything. Uh, <laughs> Um, we haven't been up to a lot actually. We start, you know, we're getting through the month's programming for the show. So we're mm -hmm. through Salem's Lot, the first one. We'll watch the second one next week. And... Oh my god, that was painful getting through the second one. I, mm. I haven't I haven't seen the second one yet. I, I I'm gonna rewatch the first one uh some point in the next week and then watch the second one. Toby so. Hooper's just got it so fucking down. But that's another podcast. That's all I'm gonna say. Not yeah. gonna do that. Okay. And then um so yeah, I got Deliverance and Race with the Devil to watch as well. So we're working our way through those. I've seen Deliverance um, more times than I care to admit. Yeah. <laughs> and over here, we like a big boy. Greek. I, I, <laughs> you sure I, got you sure got pretty lips. I couldn't find uh I couldn't find Race with the Devil streaming anywhere. So I just uh, I just bought a cheap DVD I, of it that I just arrived it. a couple days ago. So I'm gonna finally check that out. I have it on Blu-ray with um Thunderbolt and Lightning. And uh, oh no kidding! Oh my god! And um, and, and, that, and, and that other car movie as well. What was the other car movie that they talk about in Death? Death uh, oh, uh, uh, Vanishing Point. Vanishing Points on there. As My, well. uh, yeah, like mine. Mine has one. Mine has. Uh, mine is. Um, uh, Race with the Devil and Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry. So I was like, yeah. okay. Wow. At least so they like, kind of try to keep you coupled to something contemporary. Yeah, I mean. It's fine. <laughs> I, I have a bonus movie that I get that I can check out because I've heard Dirty Mary Crazy Larry is great and I've never seen it. So I'll yeah, watch it. It's a good movie. I'll watch I it sometime. It. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, before I, I have to, I was telling Keith before I forget, Harvey Weinstein is going to be sent to prison by our hometown. <laughs> so we're yeah. going to be known for something. Do you think he'll let us go see him next summer? <laughs> oh, wait. He's got, he, they're sending him to prison in your hometown? They're close to. Yeah. They're sending him to this, the city yeah. over. <laughs> I, 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 I misunderstood you for a second. I, I was like, did they convict him of something else? They're just adding on more time that that, that he's going to rot away. I kind of almost feel bad for him, but I'll get in trouble from the Me Too movement. Oh. <laughs> eh, I don't feel eh, bad. Eh. To be honest, though, I mean, I, I thought Harvey Weinstein was bad, but I watched his Co um, Bill Cosby documentary that was on Showtime. I don't know. There was yeah. one. Is that oh. the one about... It's it's there's one about I think is that the we need to talk about Cosby or yeah that's it yeah that's it's, it. it's I want to it, I correct me if I'm wrong I haven't seen it yet but the trailer made it seem like it was a lot of prominent members of the black community coming together and coming to terms with Cosby yeah. and the and the Cosby effect well, he was everybody's favorite dad white yeah black. that well, that's the reason the, why. The, the, well the worst thing about it is that it's his it's his son that puts the documentary together and doesn't paint yeah. him in a good light whatsoever. 
And, but but the thing is, is like, and the 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 worst thing about the whole thing is, is that if you go through his comedy records, he's talk he talks about drug drug raping people all all through his comedy, all from the sixties on the way up. So then when it's like all this stuff's coming out to be true, it's like okay. Yeah, and he's even on Larry King. He's even on Larry King in the '80s in the height of his thing. He talked about, you know, there's nothing better than um, drugging drugging your date. Well, slip a little Mickey in the drink or something. I forget what the term. It wasn't Mickey. It was, was it, but he. Oh, no, it was slip a Mickey. It was slip a Mickey. Well, I forget. He used a different. I want to say he. Used oh, it. okay. He used a different term. Okay, that he had a different term. Yeah, like a code word for it, but it, but he used it frequently. I forgot that. I forgot what it was, but yeah. yeah. It's a, it's, it's actually kind of watching it going. Oh God. Yeah, it's actually funny because we're seeing it with Marilyn Manson and Andrew Tate that like it comes out that like they're talking about all this stuff that they were always doing and then they get arrested for it. And, like, and it's like, wait a second, that wasn't just a thing they were claiming as like a character. They were actually doing this shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's kind of nothing's, you- more, nothing's more attractive to young females than celebrity status. I'm just saying, you know. I mean, yeah. I get that, but wow, you you don't realize well, well, Co- well Cosby, well, Cosby was doing it with the guest host on the show, and he would John? go, he would go, he, he would um basically like if they were like a um, if they were like a guest star on the show, female, then they 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 would give in their own um their own um dressing room, dressing room? and and then they'll go, oh, Cosby's having lunch with you. And then if something happens and um, and let's say that you didn't play ball with him, then what he would do is when you're on set, he would demean you in front of everybody. And the thing is, because he owned the show, everyone would die. And then he would blackball you from ever working again. Okay. He was doing all the shit. So it's just like, I mean, he was a nasty human Stop being. Stuff does, like, does have a way of coming out eventually. But... <laughs> I mean, I'll check it out. Bad. What else you guys been watching? <laughs> but uh, what else? Uh, we've been um, we're rewatching Bad um, the Boys, so you know we're getting into season three on that, and then we just watch bits and bobs of different stuff, different anime and stuff like that. We're trying to find an anime where all the boys are all feminine looking. So yeah, so that's becoming quite. A, <laughs> they quite are a or not? They are feminine are not. They're, not. they're all very effeminate. They're all. These should be one is basically like. Well, anime is pretty I, anyway, though. You know what I mean? Everybody's pretty with the. Uh, big no, but it wasn't just that. I mean, we were watching this one called Demon Slayer, and um, and it's the the character has like a ponytail and two earrings. And for the first two episodes, I thought it was female, but apparently it's a male. <laughs> well, you never know what you're getting these days. Well, andro- well yeah, yeah, I mean, androgyny in that culture is pretty common too. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but I mean, yeah. So that's what we've been doing, sort of thing, and then. Going to Brighton on Saturday um, to go to the seaside, and then um, yeah, living life, living la vida de loca. Yeah. La vida loca. <laughs> <laughs> And on that point, let's get to Batman, the anime series, where our first episode is Eternal Youth. Several rich industrialists are invited to the Eternal Youth Health Spa, and that's 
And that is where they are last seen before disappearing. The only connection, they had something to do with the death of plants. Bruce Wayne also receives an invitation, although it was one of his greedy directors who nearly made the deal to destroy Rainforest before Bruce forced him to shut the operation down. But Alfred and his lady friend, Maggie, go to his place. When they do not return, Batman is forced to investigate, discover that the spa is run by Poison Ivy, and that she has been using a formula to turn the industrialists into humanoid trees, including Alfred and Maggie. So, Vix, what's your thoughts of Eternal Youth? I thought this one was kind of fun, because uh, you don't really see Alfred outside of his element so much, you know, and so he, and then he's got a girlfriend on the side. He's got, I didn't know he had a side chick or whatever, you know, this person I <laughs> He's very up. reluctant, by the way, about it. He does not want to like, go anywhere, obviously. It, it does, I, I don't he's know a he, very dedicated butler. He is dedicated he is, to me. Is, is she his girlfriend or is it just someone who got, has a, a huge crush on him and he's just kind of like, no, well, stay away from me, girl icky. is sometime, and sometime girlfriend artist Maggie Page. Yeah. She took her morning jog past his house. So, I mean, that's just like a really random jog, I guess. But you just happened to come up on Wayne Manor. So I guess they got it going on. But I just thought it was kind of funny how they got there. It's like, well, this is nice. You know, why would I ever want to leave here kind of thing? Yeah. But well, I considering mean, that if you're doing a morning jog past Wayne Manor, you're quite, I mean, it's, you're far away it's from the drive road. It'd be a morning jog to Wayne Manor and probably back home. Based uh, yeah. Just on the driveway alone, you got to But I just thought miles. she was kind of fun because she was just one of those, she was kind of one of those feisty kind of older ladies, you know, and that seemed like what Alfred did. Kind of, it put Alfred in a new light as kind of human. And I kind of liked how Batman was kind of razzing him a little bit, or Bruce Wayne, I should say. You know, it's like, go ahead, it's free, it's on, just go. You know, represent. He's finally giving it back to him because Alfred's always giving him shit throughout the yeah. series. And he just did, and then she takes off in the car, driving like a streak of shit. You know, and scaring <laughs> him all. You know, you got friends that drive like that that put you like this in the car sometimes. But I, I thought it was refreshing watching it, and I really love um, Poison Ivy, and she comes in as Demeter or just a Dimitri. I can't remember. Daphne Demeter. But I think that they kind of were pulling out of Greek mythology. It seemed like a Medusa, I turn you into stone kind of thing. It kept making me think of Greek mythology for some reason when I was when I was watching this. (laughs) But um, yeah, I really enjoyed this one. I like that, you know, that she didn't. Well, it would take long time for her to kill her enemies as she would have to spray them down more. But I also like that she was after the bad people And, and technically they wouldn't even have been there had, you know, she hadn't thought that Bruce Wayne had his company was steamrolling the forest, you know, the primeval's forest. So there, you know, but it was a lot of fun. The thing that I loved about this episode is right at the beginning as you're seeing this mystery person who is obviously wearing green because you see like green boots and green yeah. gloves and this red hair and it's a woman and you see her red hair and yeah. you hear and you hear her talking about environmental issues, but she's in the shadows. Like it's supposed to be a mystery who it is. <laughs> I just I just couldn't stop laughing at that. I thought that was hilarious. I thought she was dead almost in the end because when the tree erupts from, you know, whatever that genetic crap was that fell on the ground or got thrown on the ground, when that tree blew up at the end, I saw that her minion girlfriends were hanging there, but she disappeared after it hit the top of the ceiling. And I go, did they just kill her off because you didn't see her? Look, I said the same. So I, I said the same thing when it was, it was getting all the way pushed through the roof. Like, yeah, oh, it looks like yeah, she oh, died. she's dead. Yeah, Shark turned around to me. So she's dead, right? 
she's dead, right? Should have killed her. That should have absolutely killed her. She's been crushed against the thing with the tree. Yeah, she's dead. But I knew she wasn't dead because she's still got to meet Harley Quinn in the next episode. So I know she wasn't dead. And you know, her and Harley have to start their uh, their long term lesbian love affair twenty years in the future. I I like that. So they can do whatever they want as long as it's entertaining. Well, I've heard that show is entertaining, and I've seen a few clips, so it's yeah. yeah. I've seen, seen some Harley Quinn. I but felt I, like that. I wonder funny. if this was also like you couldn't be like overt about it, but you know her henchwomen or you know these other two sexy women, right? So it's like, oh, is there uh there's something going on there? But it's the '90s, so we're not gonna you know we're not gonna be talking. I think about they that allude to that stuff, but they don't really. Have- they haven't gotten the ball. Was there a, I don't. There was. I mean, it was all a Greek goddess motif. I think they were going with because of the Demeter, the goddess yeah. of. Well, of Demeter Paris, is the goddess of the Demeter, harvest. So. Uh, the the forest. Yeah, yeah. The, and the, the forest, but mostly yeah, the forest. I was wondering who was doing this. They didn't obviously brush up too that much was, on their mythology, but that's okay. <laughs> that was I'm another. Not be one of those Karens. That was another <laughs> thing that always sticks out to me with these things. Is it's like, are you trying to to give hints to the police as to who you are when you're when you're choosing your alias and it's it's the goddess of the forest. <laughs> That's all. Like, they like that, should have gone either way, though. There's like Batman didn't look at that and go, "Well, this is clearly Poison Ivy, greatest detective in the world." There's <laughs> a real narcissism to be a, being a criminal in, in Gotham to the point that you say, "Of course, I'm going to pay tribute to and something that may, is going to get me caught no matter what." That's uh, such a good point because what do they got? Cashless bail in Gotham City? These fuckers ever stay in prison? They just get no. right back out. And start they doing must shit. have the worst. <laughs> like all the district attorneys in Gotham must be like terrible. It's the Abe Simpson uh, re- revolving door meme right at the uh, gate of Arkham Asylum. <laughs> just get in, take off the hat, put on the hat, get out. That's how it is every single time. I mean, that's that's what it is. It's because they're constantly like if they're escaping, we'd hear they're escaping. Well, they yeah. have escaped quite a few times. Joker I- escaped on, on one of them. Uh, you know, there, there's been a few where it was like a, you know, an actual escape, but for the most part, it's, oh, they're just back out on the street again. Well, oh, they okay. Do it in this episode, but no. I've noticed you don't that know everybody how. who's evil has yellow teeth. Nobody brushes that's a villain. Huh. Never noticed that. They're all got, all got yellow teeth if they're bad. I'm gonna, for next month's episodes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look out for that. Hmm. Well, I mean, the interesting thing about, um, you know, Batman's when you get further in, when you get Poison Ivy's origin story coming up, this is like, because mm, she she worked at Arkham. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is it going to be an origin story? That'll be cool. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting because yeah, um, yeah, without giving too much away, but yeah, she worked at Arkham. Yeah. So is that the the two parter that we're doing next month, or is that later on? No, two parter next month is Robin's reckoning. We we hear the backstory of Robin. Oh, okay. There's not much Robin going on yet in these episodes. Well, after after Robin's reckoning, Robin is a regular, so okay. He comes back from college, but he is mentioned. He is mentioned in one of the couple of these episodes, sort of thing. All right. So, so, but so we'll see I like Poison Robin. Ivy. Yeah, we'll see a lot more Robin. Well, this is I think the season two, which we're going into season two now, turns yeah. into Batman and Robin adventures. He's still got so. a few to go. So, but I like. I like the idea that she's an environmentalist. I like that idea. Yeah, I mean, because she's it, killing the is, bad guys. She's getting the bad guys, honestly. And this is before yeah. environmentalism was anything, really, if you consider when this came out. 
I mean, we had like them, but they kind of... Didn't they want were, her to be an eco terrorist either, you know. But they he, were more I of think a punch he appreciated line. that she cared. Yeah. Damn, save the I mean, whale hippies. Yeah, that, that's what they were. It was more. Like. Yeah, it was yeah. more of a punchline at this point. Yeah, to be yeah. yeah. They 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 tend to be like white people with dreads um, hanging from a tree. I was there. just thinking of the movie oh. Biodome. <laughs> I was gonna say tie dye <laughs> fringe. I was thinking PCU. Yeah, that PCU uh, also. PCU, yeah, yeah. PCU, and they had that hemp, the, and the hemp um, hoodies. Yes. Yeah. And the other shoes. Oh. The hat. God. The Mar- Marley the hat. The big, yeah. big blunt hanging out of your mouth. And most of the time when you get a Lots guy environmentalist, when you get a male environmentalist in these, it's because he's trying to bang the girl. Yes. Yeah. Always. Yeah. It's always, always because, whoa, that chick's hot, dude. She's an environmentalist. Well, save the planet. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I ra- I rather have them save less water and take a shower, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I I do I mean I like the idea that she's an environmentalist and I like what they've done to her character and and every time she appears I do enjoy I enjoy Poison Ivy when she appears. I just always like, wonder if the little if you guys are younger than us, but I was just wondering when you, when you're in the '90s when you're watching this, you're saying God, this is a sexy cartoon. Because <laughs> the women are all I mean they're drawn gorgeous. And I mean, the guys are buff for the most part, you know, other than you know, the other guy. I just, I, I like how they make people look pretty. I know it's supposed to be sexist now to appreciate beauty, but I, I, I kind of like looking at pretty characters, you know, as opposed to, you know, butt ugly. I mean, the the way Batman the, the way Batman is shaped is like basically his, impossible. He's got the square jaw. Well, yeah. I, I, also his body like is like this tr- triangular body. Which like I don't know like- that it's possible. It's it's the Mister yeah. Olympia, Mister Universe, World's Fair, Muscle Man style yeah. build. Almost yet he's way. never working out. Oh, yeah, he was no. working out one of the episodes today. Was he, he's he's either using a oh, he was working out of this episode. Say, he was with the, yeah. his weights. He had the the weights behind him, and he was yeah, going, "Why don't you go? Did. It's free." That's how does how does a guy with that who has to do that much stuff have that much time to work out to look like that? <laughs> because he's got people to do it for him. That's the maybe part that's about maybe being that's rich. Got, I've never been rich. But I, I mean, we we did see that one sequence. delegating. We did see that one sequence once where he was coming back from being Batman. Alfred meets him at the door. He's got his suit ready. He dresses him up in a suit and tie so he can go out as Bruce Wayne. So I guess situ- when you, it could be a situation he's got like muscle stimulators on while he's doing his thing. So there he's, like, it was the nineties. He yeah. could have still been popping steroids. He's there. on the gas. There you <laughs> go. He's on human he's, growth. Batman's on the gas. Human, human growth, growth hormone. <laughs> So Batman's dead by now. If his heart would have exploded. And if that fails, there's always fetal tissue. If Christian Bale Bale had HGH, he wouldn't have needed that robotic knee brace in the the Dark Knight Returns. (laughs) I guarantee he needed to get on some HGH, he would have been fine. But I mean, to answer your question, I mean, now I look at him and I think they're, you know, the, the, the female characters look sexy, but... I don't. I mean, I didn't really well, watch like this Jessica suit. Rabbit, you know, kind of. Oh, I Jessica mean, Rabbit was like the was first one that I know. I mean, that was know? like blatantly intentional, or she was there to seduce everybody, everybody human, including that. the audience. I'm just drawn that way. Yeah. Exactly. I, it, she was her. The purpose of Jessica Rabbit is to seduce anyone looking at her. And that's uh, whereas I think with Catwoman and I think because uh, Selena Kyle is in the next episode and I think uh, and I think with Poison Ivy in this one, it's not as sexual. 
I, I don't think I don't it's think it's sexual. I just think they're yet. sexy. Oh, well, no, you, absolutely. The characters are sexy, but at the same time, I there there's I don't think that there's the sex appeal right. that you would get in the in later seasons or later uh, iterations. Right. This you isn't you mean Returns. not intentionally? This not. isn't Batman Returns. Obviously, I mean, if you want to talk about over the top sexualization of these characters. I mean, that movie is just one double entendre after another. But I mean, when, you, when you look at the stuff that Catwoman is doing in, these yes. mo- in, in the movies and the shows, just being like a cat burglar by trade, you can't exactly be a fat ass and be like a stealthy cat burglar. No, you know? you'd have to be fit. You'd have to be You'd fit. have to be fit just to be able to do a lot of the stuff that... That, that, that being uh, said, I want to see him. I want to see a movie with with uh, and, with, a, with and a heavy cat burglar. I think before anybody says anything, funny. I'm a 300 pound guy, so it's not like I, I'm I'm speaking from the the uh, you know the bullshit that like I, I'm like this physically fit Adonis. I know I wouldn't make a good cat burglar because my fat ass will fall will fall through the window before before he can climb through it, <laughs> you know. But you, you kind of have to be more on the fit side to do what she's doing. So I don't think it's They'd have to be portrayed as physical. You'd have to be. Yeah. yeah. You'd have to be thin and, and, um, and lean like any muscle that you have, if you're doing that, you'd have to be lean. Well, I mean, they said, they kind of, I mean, in one of the, what's the, what's the, was he in this one? I'm trying to remember if that character was in there. Um, Oh, not Harvey. Was it? It gets the B. Why am I having Bullock? Bullock. Yeah. Was he in this one? He wasn't in this one. He didn't show up to the last, to the fourth. Okay. I would say I kind of enjoyed seeing him show up here and there because he's kind of fun. But I, yeah, I just like yeah. that they had the, they're actually both on the same team, except that she was doing it via eco terrorism. I guess it, Batman was, you know, he probably would have gladly backed her up on this stuff, but he just has a different way of doing things. So well, Bruce was, uh, I, was, I think yeah. when Alf, I think when Alfred and Maggie got turned, that, I think that's, that yeah. was, that, well, that was the turning point for her. Bruce really yeah because he was on the phone screaming he's just like no I'm not going to do anything that that will destroy the rain yeah because he he wanted to yeah yeah he was so it's showing he's just like no we're on the same side we're just fighting she had already got wind of it I'm just going about it the right way whereas you're going about it the wrong way the murderous way yeah you think um poison ivy is just a carnivore do you think she eats vegetables I don't oh well I mean (laughs) well wait a minute I don't know. Would, would she be? I would. I would assume she'd be a vegetarian in some way. I think that she would. Grow, would she whatever she grows from the earth. I think it's it's all in the circle of life. The, I think. I think maybe that's just kind of. I thought maybe she just ate meat so that way because that way she didn't have to worry about eating plants. <laughs> yeah, good, I, but really analytically, that's a good question because what? Good I got to pay I attention feel, to Harley Quinn when they go on date night and just look at her dinner yeah, plate, right? Or whatever she like, got there. I feel like if you're that big of an environmentalist, you're not going to eat meat either. But well, we know she. Well, uh, we know that poison ivy. We know that poison ivy eats fish. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know are that. we the only two that got that? <laughs> I laughed. Yeah. I just don't try to humor him all the time. You know, there's a difference between encouraging this behavior and whatnot. Poison Ivy, Poison Ivy likes the odd um, oyster biscuit every once in a while. <laughs> he successfully turned my turn my laugh into the Joker on that one. Yeah, well, it was a fun that, episode. That <laughs>
<laughs> on that note, that brings us to the first chance of a dream. Bruce Wayne wakes up one morning to find that his life is completely upside down. His parents are alive. The Batcave does not exist. Alfred does not remember Robin, and he's engaged to Selina Kyle. However, it doesn't mean that Batman isn't still around, and Bruce starts to wonder what has happened, especially after seeing the characteristics of a dream, such as a book and newspaper prints not making sense inside the new life. So, Joe, what are your thoughts of Prashant's of a Dream? I was hoping for bookworm, <laughs> but <laughs> when I when I saw the, all that stuff being uh, being kind of kind of muddled, I was like, "Is this bookworm somehow?" And I was thinking, "Perchance of a uh, perchance to dream." I was like, uh, "Shakespeare reference, maybe it was." But um, I I like this one. It's it was a weird episode to watch but, because it's just yeah. playing with playing Brain. with reality and playing with your entire concept of reality. Um, which is a really interesting place for a kids' cartoon show to go. I was hooked um, watching it with you. We, you and I were both we could we're, uh, we were totally. Usually we kind of riff with each other while we're watching these. We yeah, were this, totally silent. This it, one it, got both of us like, "What is going on here?" It was and a mind fuck. Yeah, yeah. It's it's rare that it's that that it, these episodes get us like that. Um, but yeah, this is one of the better ones I think this uh, this month. Um, really, really like this one. Um, I also was was uh was it Roddy McDowell again? It turns out to be the Mad Hatter. Yes, yes. that's great. I love that we got Roddy McDowell again. It did sound there was a couple. Like there was there was a, I I didn't know Adrian Barbo did. Cat yeah, Adrian Adrian Barbo came back as Selena. Yeah, and then he had Ephraim Zimbalist, and I mean he he just him alone. He, he I've always admired that family. But um, yeah, Roddy McDowell was the Mad Hatter, and he was like Jervis Tech too. Was the same thing, right? Uh, yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, same, yeah, Jervis Tech the is the man. Yeah, yeah, I think I that was his name. Was yeah, Jervis Tech. Yeah, Jervis Tech's the man. I thought this whole block was a lot of fun. This one was a little. I don't know. There was continuity issues for me with this one for some reason. Well, it's a dream, so you could get away well, with yeah. the continuity issues. I didn't I, know what was going on though at first, and then I realized I was like, "How the fuck?" It, it wasn't. But that's that by design. Thing, yeah. I, I thought it was a big thing that squashed him, but it wasn't. It was that thing coming onto his head, apparently, to mess with his brain waves and put yeah. But I mean, it just didn't make sense that they didn't try to uncowl him or unmask him when he was asleep. Land. I mean, they could do so much more damage if they knock him out and put him in a dream situation. Then, then I don't know. Just I thought it was kind of weird, I, and it made me wonder: Does Batman secretly love Catwoman because they put them together? And you always knew they kind of had a thing, whether it was the old 60s, you know, venue they, or now. They kind of like each other. They have chemistry. So yeah, I thought that was interesting. Well, they've really they've re established they, they've established in the canon of this show that if he was to settle down and retire, if it was she is the one. It would that be he her. Could, it would be her at this point. I mean, we haven't. Mask of the Phantasm hasn't happened yet. So we haven't learned about his lost love. But so in terms of the canon it's mainly just been selena she's the closest to breakthrough to bruce more than more than uh more than the, more than the man in the mask and it's i don't know the, this whole episode you're watching it you're watching it and it wasn't until the jewelry store robbery because that was the first tell because you when they're swinging the jewelry store and the uh the crooks are escaping from it uh, you see the letters on the. Uh, it said like X Y Z. Yeah, w, that was and everything also scrambled. That had me wondering too. What's like? Why is everything dyslexic? Discombobulated? I thought I'm like, is it X? 
I didn't think I, I registered it, but I'm like, maybe it's XYZ Jewelers or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I was I didn't, I didn't know I, what they were going with it. But that was the first tell that lets you know, okay, something is not right here. And I remember seeing this episode when I was a kid, but I, I couldn't remember for the life of me who was the mastermind. It, I was thinking maybe Bookworm. I was thinking maybe Riddler. I was thinking maybe, you know, someone doing some form of psychological test or something like that and just messing with them. And then when it turned out to be uh, the Mad Hatter, it made all the sense in the world. It kind of felt like, oh, okay, of course it would be him. There was no Alice in Wonderland drops, and I think until you get to the backward, the scramble text and all that, but there wasn't really much of references to anything that would lead you to that direction. So, no, it's very, it's right. a very well made episode. Yeah, it's well yeah, made. And, it confused me, and it kept you guessing because these thoughts that he's got in his head while he's in this dream state. Obviously, they must be coming inside his own subconscious because or if they yes, don't, that means exactly because otherwise the Mad Hatter might know a bit too much than we think that he knows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he did yeah, say but, though that he wasn't privy to what the brainwave machine was doing yeah. to Batman, and that was only his private hell. So let's maybe that he's probably walking around with still he's got all this guilt and all this stuff going on in his head that he's regenerating his parents in his dream and. He knew it wasn't real. I felt really bad for Bruce Wayne in this one because he just agonizes over the death of his parents. Agonizes over it. Well, yeah. it's kind of a weird thing because even though it seems like a curse, in a way, if Bruce Wayne went went with this, it's almost like the life that he really wants as well, yeah, which yeah. is quite an interesting, you know, the marriage um, to Selena Kyle, his parents still being alive, you know, the whole you know, he gets, you know, it's pretty much the perfect life that he has. Right. You know, I mean, he gets, he gets to hug his parents again. They get to be there for him. They, you know, he doesn't have to take control of the whole brain, you know, Bruce Wayne enterprises. I mean, even though his father's um, retired and he's taken over in this episode, it's kind of like, almost like this is what his life would have turned out to be if it wasn't for, you know, not being able to read anything of the newspapers and everything like that. So it's quite an interesting way of doing it, you know. I, yeah, it's the easier life that we all kind of wish we have, but at the same time, it's the challenges that make us who we are. But so he wouldn't be, he wouldn't yeah. be Batman, though. You he know, somebody has to be the Batman. I mean, Every, this is just his, his, what he sacrificed to, to, to get where he is, well, to be who he is. Well, I found, I found interesting that he decided to go with it. Until he saw another Batman flying around, and that's when he starts going, yeah, I can't hell? deal with this. Someone else is getting the glory, or someone else is getting whatever. So it's almost <laughs> like, okay, that kind of brings them back to reality, starts bringing them back to reality. Or it could also be so, a little bit of a mistrust of uh, it's not someone with my moral code. And I know that I'm going to be doing the right thing. I don't know that whoever this is is going to be doing the right thing by. Uh, by Gotham City, or if he's just going to be doing the right thing by uh, to you know by his own needs, mm. so I think that's part of it too. I mean, yeah. uh, that's, interesting that's episode. Kind of it, it kind of well, I mean, it kind of gets you in his head because I mean, I, I I was trying to figure out why Scarecrow went this route though. I mean, he wanted to give him the life he wanted in a dream state to keep him out of his. But, you know, Scarecrow wouldn't have a problem if he quit fucking up, breaking the laws. Mad Hatter. Yeah, but Mad, I mean, Mad Hatter so far, I mean, if you look at the history that we have so far, um, 
I mean, basically, is I mean, the first episode is about him finding love and having someone love right. him. Right. That's why he ruined his and, life. The Alice in Wonderland thing. Yeah, and this one, this one, we're not quite sure. You know, I don't understand his, his mod- motivation. I guess as to what what. Did well, I, I think he just want. I think he. I think he. I mean, unfortunately, I mean, he is an unfortunate looking person. So to find love and all that, I mean, he's going to basically have to do a Harvey well, Weinstein. Matt Hatter, they had him looking like, <laughs> well, in, the, in the, the first, when we first meet the Mad Hatter, he looks, he looks like a, a nice, I mean, let, you know, he's a nerdy guy, but I mean, he's not awful. He looks like, he, measure, no, but he, he looks, looks like, like a person. What's that? Yeah, a little bit like Tom Petty. (laughs) Yeah, he kind of reminds me. Well, Tom Petty, he's always reminded me of But Tom, but, but, I mean, um, probably because of that video. Yeah, probably that video. But, I mean, let's face it, he's just someone that you'd bully in school, wouldn't you? Him and Scarecrow, you both bully in school. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just, I I just never understand why he's motivated. (laughs) I don't know. I guess apparently Alice is not the focus or whatever. And now he's just turned to, a life of crime and Batman needs to be out of the way so he can pursue his life well, of crime. But he well, was in jail. Well, we're not, right? Well, well, we're not even sure if he's gone to a life of crime because the only thing he's done is put um, Bruce Wayne in his dream state or Batman in his dream state. So he hasn't really done anything really except for that. In this, we don't know what. Well, we don't. If he is, if he's committing crimes while he's in the dream state, we don't know about. Um, we don't know if he was committing a crime before this. We don't know how long the so passage have- of time was either. I mean, for all you know, he yeah. could in Batman's head, he could be going. Bruce said he could be like going for days in, in this world, but it could yeah. only be a matter of hours. It, the, the, he mm-hmm. didn't take off his mask. He could he could have come too. I mean, there's a I it is there is mm-hmm. a lot that they kind of leave open in terms of yeah. the timeline and, of it all. And we don't know we don't know if Matt, Matt Hatter's actually broken any laws except for scrambling. Batman's brain waves. Well, technically, that is breaking somebody's law, screwing with their physical body. So, technically, that's a crime. No, I mean, no, the motivation behind it is not yes, looking. Yeah. It's kidnapping, which kind of might get you, you know, 20 to life, depending on where you're yeah. at. Well, wasn't Batman chasing uh, in the middle of a, a chase? Yeah, he's in the middle of a chase, and then he goes in. Yeah, he kind of goes into this warehouse, and boom, like, and then we're then he wakes up in bed. Yeah, but it was random though, because I mean, it was Mm. all set up. Mm. So I'm saying that as far as Matt Hatter, as far as like you know what kind of crime spree he's going on, or what he's what crime spree he wants to go on, we're never quite sure because they don't really go into that area. You know, we know that he wants this because he wants um, Batman out of his life. That's all we know. We don't know what his plans. We don't know why he wants him out of life or what his plans are once he's out of his life. But we do know that. Yeah, and, and in a weird kind of way, it's kind of like the villain is kind of giving him, in a weird way, you know, some peace. In a way, it's kind of a weird kind of just a position that we're kind of getting with the Mad Hatter and Batman and. And the whole, the whole idea. I mean, the the right and wrong is very, very gray area here as well, as far as the whole thing goes. You know, it's not Mad Hatter. It's like, okay, he wants to get Batman out of the way because he, I don't know, wants to kill people or steal or rob or whatever he wants to do. All we got is that just get him out of his life. And to get him out of his life, he gives um, Batman the life that he thinks that Batman wants. So it's kind of a weird 
weird idea when you go into it. I guess it's the, yeah, it's the idea of, of help helping your enemy achieve their goals to get out of your way. You're you're not around anymore. Yeah. So. Well, that brings us to the Cape and the Cow Conspiracy. Baron Javix, furious at Batman for humiliating him at a dinner party over Javix Underworld Connections, hired Joshua Wormwood, a master, I almost said said Jehovah Witness, Um, Joshua (laughs) Wormwood, a master in setting traps for his victims to hunt down Batman and bring back the heroes Cape and Cowl. So, Sean, what are your thoughts of this one? Well, Baron Wackla Josek is too much to say, so I'm just going to say Sala. Uh, Sala is a Baron, and uh, he hires Jigsaw to torture people. Uh, the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, this guy Wormwood, there's nothing different between him and Jigsaw. And then it hits me, there's no difference between Jigsaw and Batman. And it started bothering me this entire episode because I I, uh, I like the episode, but it kind of pissed me off because if there was ever an episode where you have the cliche line, you know, there's no, you're not so different, you and I, it would have been this one. And I realized it. That Batman is a horrible, horrible torturer of everyone he encounters, whether it be yeah, psychological, sort of. physical. He, he comes up with elaborate death traps. How is there any difference between him hanging somebody upside down from the top of the skyscraper or dropping them off of a four-story building, making them either paralyzed or breaking both their legs? But you'll live. How is there any difference between that and this guy Wormwood? And it, it just bothered me the entire episode that you're re- anybody who's just give it a, a second of thought. You've really just kind of you're you're showing just how much of a torturer Batman oh, is to yeah. these people. There, I mean, there, there is also you know the, the answer Batman can give was well, I'm doing it to criminals, but who's who are you to decide? Uh, you know the morality that that you know who you're doing it more to is more than any people. other. More than any other episode of Batman or any other thing of Batman media I've seen, this kind of bothered me the most in terms of like making the criminals case that no, you you are you're just as bad as us. You're you're just as horrible as us. How how what you do gives you the right to you know he he the, the crook. I mean he's just trying to make money to feed his family. Think think about it like this. You're you're a hired goon. You're just trying to make money to feed your family by doing some couple of, you know, you rob a liquor store. You do something like that. I'm not making it. You're making it sound like a career. Yeah. You're doing this thing. You're, you're, or you're working for a much, okay, let me rephrase. You're working for a much worse criminal. You're being forced to. You do these, you do these petty crimes. You You're meet up with when he's dangling them from the billboard. Is that the thing? Yes, that... I'm talking about, and that's the end result of you being forced into this life of crime. I don't know. I I watched I watched Sicario at work uh, not that long ago, and I was thinking about the the whole movie. You got this one cop who's a little bit dirty, and he's uh, and then by the end of the movie, uh, well, we know what happens to him, and that's what I'm kind of thinking. I'm like, sometimes you just get these these people who get sucked into this life gets these criminals that get sucked into it and they have to do these petty crimes. They have to do these things and it's a cartoon. It's not, so I don't really, I'm not taking it as serious as real world crimes, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it as you're forced into this life. And then you meet this giant seven foot bat 
who lurks in the shadows that just swoops you up, hangs you upside down, and starts, starts screaming yeah. at you about where the other drugs are going, where the trucks are going. It was a little intense, I have to admit. And then you start, and then drops you, and then you're paralyzed. You can't feed your par- family. You can't do anything. You, and now you're worse off. And then the mob will probably end up killing you because you can't fulfill your debts. Let's think about. Uh, let's factor in all wow. these things. And and you're and you're still pigeon as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, you, he's he's just as much of the problem as anybody else. These uh, poor criminals. Who will speak for them if not Sean? I don't know why, but this episode bugged me in that way and made me think about it like that. And I don't and I don't normally do that. I'm just like, why? That's a good point, though, because I didn't really think of it that way. I'm just like, he's he's just as bad as 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 Wormwood is. Listen, listen, Bats, I'm just trying to go into a career in crime here and you you're restricting my trade. I'm saying the level of psychological torture, there is no difference between <laughs> Wormwood and Batman. At the end of the day, that's what I'm trying to say. The level of psychological torture, there's no difference between Wormwood and Jigsaw because they're both using things. Well, maybe in Jigsaw's case, he's trying to get people to improve themselves. <laughs> but in the case of Wormwood, he's trying to get information out of him. There's no difference between him and, and, and Batman. Batman does it. He does psychological torture to get information out of people. I can't help but think of the, the Simpsons episode where Bart accidentally joins the mafia and Fat Tony's <laughs> explaining it to him as, but would it be wrong to steal a, a, a truck, a truckload of bread to feed your family? No. Would it be wrong to steal a loaf of bread to feed your family? No. What if no. you have a lot of family? Is it wrong to steal an entire truckload of bread to feed your family? No. What if your family doesn't like bread? They like cigarettes. Is it wrong to hijack a cigarette truck for your family? That's where you just went. Uh, okay. Well, there's many leaves. There's many leaves. Like I said, it's not real. It's a cartoon. But it made me think. It made me think the whole time. I was just like, there's no difference between Batman and Worm- Wormwood in terms of how they get their information out of their criminals. I mean, that part's true. There's no difference. There's no difference. The it, morals of why they're doing it is completely different. But in terms of like, there, there is no difference. It's sort of like them. the end. I mean, Batman kind of pulls the same thing out on the end because he sends him his towel with that, that thing. It says, confinement will speed your reform. But long, cold nights will be the norm. So here's a thing to keep you warm. So he's just jacking with them the way they were jacking with him. So I guess he gives as good as he gets. Well, I mean, using using Sean's reasoning, it kind of reminds me of Austin Powers. You know, like when someone when the Huntsman gets killed and they show him like that morning with the family <laughs> like, having breakfast. And then he gets the call, Daddy won't be home. He's been murdered on a job. <laughs> I don't know. Like maybe it's because I watched Sicario earlier this week, and I'm just thinking about that that one guard who, who makes it all the way to the end of the movie and his family. And I, that's what, and so I'm just thinking about that in the back of my head. It's I like, like that John Reese Davis, the Davies was in this too. Yes, I'm like, it's so good to see to hear Sicario's voice. I yeah. love I love John Reese Davies. So do and I. I love him in anything, anything, even so when he's I do. <laughs> I do wonder though, I was like, how do you get a job as a henchman? Do you like apply? Do you go to like the local employment center? I've got a friend that tells two friends and so on and so I on. Don't... I guess it's word of mouth. Crime is all word of mouth. I just well, picture you're you're down at the villain pub, you're hanging out, you're having a drink. People pub. are the villain pub or whatever the equivalent of that is. You're there, you're desperate, you can't pay your bar tab. You're there. Hey man, hey, you need a gig? Get over here. Get over here. I got I mean, that's how uh, a devil in a blue dress. It's how they get uh, Denzel. That's how uh, 
uh, Tom Sizemore gets Denzel Washington. He just has the bartender be like, "Hey, listen, you trying to make it's, a little extra money? Call my boy here." It's the Joker in the Killing Joke. That's that's what it is. It's basically he's the failed comedian. I mean, hey, we could get you. You do whenever, this job for us. Whenever you watch like a heist movie and like you know they're get he's getting you know the the head of the heist is getting the gang together. This is you know that I guess that's how you do it. You just go, oh this well, every- this guy's a good driver. This guy's a good uh, sa- uh, safe cracker. This guy's a good this. Yeah. I got to go. Well, like every every old James Bond movie. It's like, where did all this eventually <laughs> come from? I love that they all wear like like uh, uh, like uniforms that are like specific to whatever villain they're with. <laughs> That's the part that always gets me. Yeah, you have to like you have to. They give you a uniform. Yeah. You, what size are you? XL. Uh, yeah. Here's one. There you go. <laughs> Mm. I mean, I quite liked. I mean, I, there's things about this I liked. I mean, I like I like the twist at the end where basically he's you know he pulls off the mask and he kind of got that. I mean, I know it's very corny, but I quite like that. Like, okay, I mean, we do that two episodes in a row here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but but yeah, I, I I like this one too. This one was a, this one's a fun watch too. So it is a fun watch, and Wormwood is an interesting character, and it's definitely it an interesting twist to to go with the franchise. And it was quite nice to find someone who's not your run-of-the-mill villain as well. So yeah, that's the thing. He's just an intelligent fixer for for the for the powerful elite. He uh, who who's very very sick and disturbed with his methods. But yeah, he's just a normal guy, really. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. if you want something, that's where you go. Yeah, you know, especially if you back. especially if you want an Amityville um, backpack, you can go to him. <laughs> <laughs> what is with this Amityville backpack? For the love okay, of God, it's a movie. You're talking yeah. about. it's a movie. You sent me something about it. You've talked to me about it. I still don't know what this is about. It's, I don't know either. It's it's just that the level backpack. of Amityville movies has now gone to there's an a, the They've next got franchise. A move a movie now is Church. a movie that's coming out like next year is Amityville backpack. And I saw the headline was for God's sake, take it off. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> well, we yeah. did the, uh, the haunted lamp, so I guess haunted. Well, that was in the actual series, though. That was in the actual series. Like but, all these Amityville movies you're seeing now. Well, all these Amityville movies you're seeing now is people finally coming to the to the realization after 40 years that you, that you can't own the copyright to a town. Oh. So you could call anything Amityville as long as it's not about the you know the house the where movie. the murders took place. Yeah. So. As long as it's not well, about I mean, that, do whatever you want. If you look at the if you look at the last four or five movies that have Amityville in it, they're they're filmed here in England. Like like, yeah. like this I did not know place. that. They're filmed all yeah. over the place. They, they nothing, but they have nothing to do with they have nothing to do with Amityville horror though. Nothing. One no, one no. takes place in a playhouse. One takes place in a cabin in the woods. And they just put Amityville on the title. That's all they've done. That's it. it. It's some object that came from the house. It's now making everything haunted. Yeah. Boy, they could just they they just friggin' recycle the shit out of that. But I mean, the thing is, it finally somebody realized. Wait a second, you can't copyright a town's name. 
Nope. You don't have the right to tell me I can't. I can't say something. Is why was there? Was there a problem with it? But they was there. I, just I don't think. I mean, it. technically, I don't think. They, I, I think technically, you probably could have done it forever as long as it wasn't related to, you know, the actual the actual Amityville horror. Yeah, uh, yeah. You can't bring. You can't mention probably DeFeo or the Lutzes. Okay, yeah. gotcha. That's probably gotcha. that's probably part of it. Uh, but because, that's all public in the public domain now. All of that. No, the the the, the books aren't. The, no, the, that's the books, but yeah, I mean the, the general book. knowledge of what happened and transpired there. I don't know how you would put a limit on that too, though. Yeah, but the, but the thing, but but the, the thing is, is that what they're doing is you don't have to make a movie about Amityville. All you have they to do just use is, the name to pull you in and be something. That's totally what they're doing. Different. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha, that's gotcha. what that's that's what they're doing. That's I mean, there's even one doing. movie. Um, on Midnight Madness, his YouTube channel, he goes through every single Amityville film, and there's like 29, 30 of these there films. Is no more way. than that now, because there, there was like 30 something a couple no years shit. ago. I don't yeah. pay attention. So, so, so but he, he goes through every single one of them, um, grudgingly. It was, it, he's, he does a really good job, and he, and basically, there's only like four movies that basically deal with Amityville, the rest of them are just. One one's got this couple basically. It's called Amityville Haunting or Amityville Autopsy or something. And basically, these, these two, this couple, this boyfriend and girlfriend, take a camcorder and go out into the woods. Basically, they produced it, they directed it, and it's just them talking for like hours on end. And they put Amityville, Amityville. in the title. Or yeah. Was it something else. Oh, and nothing to do with Amityville. They're out there. I don't know. Some alien comes down and kills one of them and then kills the other one. So it's like this Blair Witch kind of thing that has nothing to do with Amityville. And it's filmed like in Portsmouth here in England. No shit. But it, Interesting. But, it, but, but basically, this boyfriend and girlfriend directed it and produced it and wrote the music for it and everything like that and just slapped Amityville on the title. <laughs> it's like, well, it'd be like, it'd be like if you, you know, the, the London Massacre or the New York Massacre, the Chicago Massacre, the Dallas Massacre. It, you can call it whatever, like you could, you, you can't copyright a town or city name. Yeah. I can you know? Yeah. yeah. So as long yeah. as it has, you know, as long as you don't infringe on the copyright, and you can't copyright an existing, you know, an existing public location like a city or a state or a town, then yeah, you got, you could do whatever the hell you want with it. Like I can make a movie probably called the Texas Massacre. I just have to leave out the chainsaw. Yeah. Precisely. Texas. So. I still have to massacre. get down there. Me and Nez have been wanting to get down there for the longest time. They got that the the, the gas station like about, about three hours yeah. from us, and I've, I keep meaning to wanting to go there. You can even stay there, ghost on all night long. I think. It'd be yeah. It, well, it's, uh, the the house is now a B and B or a restaurant or something. I think I'll wait for y'all to get here, and we'll all go together, and we'll stay at the I Texas remember, Chainsaw Massacre place. Yay! I remember in like the eighties <laughs> or nineties. Uh, there was a there was a porn film called the Texas Dildo Massacre, and it's like you can't really, because you you know Texas and massacre you can have any kind of massacre you want in Texas, just as long as it's not no a chainsaw, chainsaw massacre. So I remember the uh, I remember being in the video store and seeing the uh, the the porn cover for I think it was like Texas Dildo Massacre or something like that. I'm like, okay, well I guess yes, you could have a massacre in Texas as long as it doesn't involve chainsaws. You're fine. <laughs> Yeah.
So speaking of copyright, that brings us to the laughing fish. I was going to say it's a perfect segue. <laughs> the it's a perfect segue. That's a perfect one. Oh, wow. What, the laughing Joker. fish? Yeah. yeah, Joker creates a toxin that affects only fish, mutating them into Joker fish. Then he targets innocent men who refuse to copyright his Joker fish. The Joker also captures Harvey Bullocks, and Batman must rescue him and foil the Clown Prince of Crime scheme. So, Joe, what are your thoughts of the Laughing Fish? I love this one. This is my favorite one. Because <laughs> it's so fucking absurd. It is Joker absurd. going to war with a patent clerk. Yeah. <laughs> for fish. My, my earbuds falling out. I'm laughing so hard. No, the premise is so absurd that it it just completely works for me. I'm like, yes, why not? The Joker, like Sean said, the Joker goes after a patent clerk. <laughs> why why the hell not? He wants to be Long John Silver with Smiley Fish. He wants to be Colonel <laughs> Sanders of the fish world. And he, he even says that Colonel, what's his name? His, yeah, his, uh, his, his chicken don't chicken. even have mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> it's so absurd this oh. one's so great the commercials with harley quinn saying oh, she's basically I, I can't eat that because I, I, he leaves it in the commercial though yeah she's throwing up oh god he I leaves her yeah her going off <laughs> her going off in a corner to puke he's leaving it in the commercial it's fantastic I absolutely love this one. This one was based on Joker's uh, five-way revenge. I guess it was the Batman number two. came out in 73, the comic. This was actually in a comic? Oh, probably, yeah. Oh, I want this comic This one is this. It's based on the comic, the Joker's five-way revenge, Batman number 251, September 1973 by Dennis O'Neill. I like it. Yes! I want this comic book. <laughs> it's, it's I mean, reminiscent of the Joker's first ever caper in the comics after he announced he planned to kill a millionaire and steal a priceless diamond from a man's house. Oh, Bruce okay, Tim so Bruce Tim says it's one of his favorite episodes of the in the history of the show. Oh yeah, Joker's mention of Colonel's what's his name is a reference to Colonel Sanders. <laughs> in that. Of course, yeah. I mean, what I like of home improvement. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's tools, cool. home improvement. Oh yeah, yeah. They, I didn't they know that, that till just now, but yeah. I didn't Binford's, that. Binford's inserted in a few things. I know it's in in uh, Toy Story, at least the first Is one. It? But yeah, they, but at least there, it's because Tim Allen's in the Toy the Story movies. Why. Yeah, this, I didn't notice so this. And it just came totally out of left. Ste- yeah. came totally out of left field. I mean, yeah, I like I like the henchmen. I like the henchmen. I like the henchmen dressed as children. Yes. The pigtails. <laughs> yeah, eat the fish. <laughs> we love the fish. I think one of one of them was uh was Robert Costanza. So yeah, shout out to him. This is uh, the one where everybody's teeth are yellow. All of the villains have. This yellow one I noticed teeth. it. This one I noticed it, but I didn't notice it in any of the other ones. Yeah. That's because Joker's teeth are yellow. Yeah. It's it's also way they more have to do yellow. it because Joker's teeth are yellow. Our teeth have to be yellow. Is that part of the uniform? I imagine, you know, you know it's Joker, isn't it? Just put plaque in your so, teeth. That's a, <laughs> well, I'll see you in a I month. Like, stop brushing for a month. And uh yes, you could start you could start on May 1st. Just stop brushing. <laughs> I mean, that's oh, not yeah, what I like about the Joker. Harvey I, I love his character in this. I like how they give him the typical, like the, the old Brooklyn guy kind of attitude cop, you know, where he's just 
fuck this half the time, you know? It's just the way he, the disdain he has, you know? And, for- and when he storms off and says, I got my own ways of doing this before yes. Batman, he figures it out before Batman does. Yes. He's, he's old school police work. But he's still a good cop. He's just an asshole about it. Yeah. That's well, yeah, well, I- but. From his but perspective, the, uh, some g- random guy shows up in a cape who isn't deputized by the law. with his deal, yeah. And, and does all of it and does everything, All takes all the thunder from all of his work and makes the cops look like idiots in the well, process. And, and, he's not, and, and he's a guy who's not beholden to anybody while I have to follow the laws. I have to follow the rule of law. I have to follow by the book. You don't. And because you get to cut all these corners and happen to be right... You yeah. get all the glory. Well, so it's I, like Benny, when Batman um, realizes the, this is the part that it kind of had me like astonished in the beginning. They said, you know, how when, when the fishermen take a look, when the, they're horrified and they see the yes. fish, the, they're, I guess that was they white with green fins. Yes. Okay. And the Joker smile. It's just like, man. Can, and then Batman goes, he's made his move. I mean, how do you presume that? I guess he, I guess that they were Joker looking fish. So I guess he assumed that it was Joker, but yeah. he just, he made his move. You know, and it's just like, here we go. Well, what else did he need? Did he need, the, did he need the fish to turn around like, uh, like, like the, the fucking uh, bass fish and go, love that Joker? Like, yeah. <laughs> what yes. else did he need? <laughs> yeah. I mean, another thing I like about about Joker is that a lot of things that Joker does doesn't make sense anyway. No, no. nothing. Not, Joker doesn't make sense with a lot of things. He kills people not because he wants their money or anything, just because he's bored. Yeah, shits and giggles kind and, of guy, I guess. And that, and that, and and that's what makes Joker probably the most dangerous of all of them because there's no rhyme and reason to anything that he does. Well, and then well, on top abusive. of that. On top of that, going back to Vicky's point about how you know knowing it's the Joker, if you didn't already know it's the Joker, just watch TV because he will take over every channel to tell you that it's him. (laughs) He will commission a television commercial, then pirate all the feeds of all the television stations to tell you I'm the one doing this. It's fantastic. Well, this is like this. This is the second time he did that. He did with the Christmas special as well, didn't he? he I uh, love I love that about this uh, about this 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 version of the Joker. He just doesn't give a shit. It's fantastic. And the way he t- and I like the way they just abuses Harley Quinn and she's just in it. I'm <laughs> getting to this. I'm good. Oh my! The love of my life is allergic to fish. Who gives a shit? I need you to eat yeah. it. Shoves a fork full of fish in her mouth. You're getting sick. And it makes your dress. <laughs> and that makes her dress like a fish later on. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be my little. You're gonna be my beautiful mermaid, and it's not what you think. It just puts a fish head on her. Oh God! <laughs> this episode is so <laughs> off the rails that I can't help but love it. Nothing makes a lick of sense, and it's beautiful and glorious and wonderful. This is this is a schlocky movie that I would watch. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> oh God, yeah. This there's something there's something special when Mark Hamill and uh, just has and Eileen Sorkin just have the freedom to just be Joker and Harley and and I know it's still early on they're still kind of figuring out their voice and 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 who they are who they're gonna how they're gonna play the Joker but God they're having so much fun with this they really are they're having a <laughs> they're having a blast and we're having a blast with them because of it. 
Oh, I yeah. could not stop laughing through this whole thing. I felt like the weasels from Who Framed Roger Rabbit were going to pop up <laughs> and tell me that I'm going to die laughing if I don't stop. <laughs> There's one other thing we didn't mention in the last episode. That was kind of the debut of the Bat Signal. Uh, the Bat Signal kind of made its they first reference that, but I couldn't see when I've seen it. The, the, I, I yeah. thought we saw it in a previous one, but it's uh, maybe it's a new design of it, maybe. But there was that one scene in the previous episode where Gordon uh, uh, was yeah. on the roof and, and met and met with Batman. Oh, a new a new toy or something? Won't, won't the city have something to say? Oh, I'll deal with the city. And basically, I, I it's kind of showing much in the same way with Bullock in this episode. Batman is slowly becoming integrated as part of the Gotham Police Department unofficially. Right. That we're getting that we don't have the we don't have the bat phone, but we do have the bat signal where where he's there almost all the time. He's sitting in in the interrogation process. He's in uh, he's bodyguarding the potential victims with the police. He's he's all over the place and Gordon feels more comfortable with him. He, the second he takes his eyes off him for, you know, he's gone. But, you know, it's it's and that happened way too often. And he just turned his head for literally half a second. Oh, Batman's gone. Yeah, I, uh, I did he, catch that. because I, I remember uh, turning to I go away dirt and, my eye and he's gone. And then, like every single time. How? Was, <laughs> I don't know. I window, like when, when, they, closed, when yeah. Harley Quinn, they were walking her away. And he's going, well, he's an abusive jerk, basically. And Joker's where he belongs. And she yes. starts crying. Oh. Like, I'm going to miss him. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, there's no romance going on between the two of them as of yet. Well, I mean, well, another thing is Joker. Joker doesn't get captured either, does he? No, he goes missing. No. Yeah, we don't know what what happened to him. But uh, but back to Vicky's point, there's no rom- maybe that is their kink. Yeah, maybe, maybe their kink is. I, I actually know, know people that Harley is. I know people like it too that are just completely submissive, and that is that is their thing. That's how true, they get off. And, hey, maybe that's their thing. I guess I just keep thinking of uh, Margot Robbie every time, and I just can't see a submissive Harley Quinn at all. <laughs> She's such a badass. I mean, just because well, you're, just there, you're there's a difference between Har- sex life doesn't mean you can't be yeah. a badass in real life. Yeah. There, there's a difference between Harvey without Joker and Harvey with Joker. They're two different personalities right. as well. So, yeah. and they, was, they do, I they, loved his they do explore this later. I like his old police fa- fashion police work kind of stuff. And he's so he's such a he's such a what is it a crusty old gumshoe, you know? Yeah, he's very yeah. gruff. Very gruff, very uh very old school, very you know, he, I love, I, he's a good detective too. I mean, was, find, Yeah, go ahead. No, I was like, no you go. Go go ahead. There was something that Harley Quinn says early in the episode that w- that to me was like, wait, that's 1930s lingo again. So we're back to. We don't know what time frame we're dealing with. Yeah, it's back back to that old uh, that that old uh, kettle of fish. No, no pun intended. There, it's just the first thing that popped in my mind. But it's back to that where it's like, what time period is? This t- I forget what the line was, but there's something she says really early on that I was like, wait, that's a 1930s uh, slang saying. Why is this in this '90s show? And it's, it's it gives to that uh, that idea that it's you know it's completely timeless. Yeah. Yeah. So I wish I could remember. Well, I guess what 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 the what the line was. That'll bug me. You'll you'll remember after we're gone. Oh yeah, of course, because we're about to wrap up. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll remember later. <laughs> So what was your favorite episode of this block and your least favorite, starting with you, Vix? 
my favorite episode. I would have to say, well, God, I didn't have an episode. I didn't really like um, the dream one probably was not my favorite episode. I liked all the episodes, but out of all of them, my favorite one was um, per, was it Perchance a Dream with uh, no wait yeah was, Perchance uh, Perchance a Dream was the one with the Mad Hatter and the, the whole dream um, Ivy Poison Ivy. Oh, that was uh, your least favorite. Uh, no, no, Eternal that wasn't my favorite. That was my favorite, and uh, Perchance a Dream was my least. Not that I had a least favorite. I really enjoyed this whole block. Yeah, this was a good block. I mean, I enjoyed this one a lot. Mm. And what about yourself, Joe? What's your favorite and least favorite? Laughing Fish is easily my favorite because it, it I was could, funny. It was I good could funny. not stop laughing through the whole thing. It was it was <clears throat> it was so off the wall bonkers that I I it really could, was off I the couldn't wall. possibly not like it because it's if this was a 90 minute movie, maybe it would have run out of steam for, for a 22 minute episode. It was like a Marx Brothers movie. Yeah. It was, it was just like no, this, this completely one, this one was absurd. Like- this one, this group, this whole, these ones in particular made me feel like a kid sitting in front of the TV. With a yeah, all yeah. four of these I felt were really strong episodes. Yeah. Like there wasn't really a weak one. I guess if there's there's one that I have to say was probably my least favorite would probably be the Wormwood episode. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But even then, oh, it's, even then it's, it's, yeah, the Cape and Cal conspiracy. But even then it's not a bad episode. It's just not as good as the other three here. And I think the laughing fish might be my favorite episode yet. Cause that would, that would, that just went completely bonkers sixties Batman off the wall. So I cannot, I can't, I, I, that, I love that one. I just cannot put into words how much I just absolutely adore that episode. Mm-hmm. What about yourself, Sean? What's your favorite and least favorite? Uh, my least favorite would probably be the Cape and Cal conspiracy. Although I did like the character of Wormwood. My favorite, honestly, it's a toss up, probably laughing fish. Although Perchance to dream is, it was just so different than everything that we've had. And like I said, when Joe and I watched it, it was the first time that we were watching one of these things where we were in utter silence for about 10 minutes. And I kind of just turned to him and I'm like, what the, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but I'm, I'm fascinated by everything. And because I, I was trying to remember in the back of my mind, the, watching this when I was a kid and and I just for the life of me, I'm like, I don't know who this could be. I don't know what's going on, but I'm with it uh, the entire time. Well, and I mean, if, if I yeah. had to rank them, that'd be my second. That's that's honestly it could be number two, depending on the mood I'm in. Laughing Fish is a fun ride, though. Laughing Fish is a fun ride that can kind of just hit you. No matter what mood you're in. Well, it, those uh, fish it felt right. ridiculous. Looking. It, felt yeah, like a, exactly. it felt like a Looney Tunes short. Which I like. I, 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 I didn't just, even. I didn't even. Like, by the time we get there, it's already over. I'm like, oh wait, I thought we were only like seven minutes in. Well, I the think Joker poisoned. Directed this one. That's yeah. probably why it's the way it was. But he the Joker to that fun stuff. Joker poisoning the fish supply so that he can win a patent, so he could get a copyright on it. It's I know, just but such, Joker it's needs so a patent. Fucking absurd. Fish. Yeah. It's just so damn absurd that it's. I don't know. I. I I guess that would be my favorite. But yeah, see, see not accepting, not accepting that. No, it's a natural resource. You can't patent it. <laughs> By the way, if you're listening, Nestle. Yeah, you, uh, can't, you can't just own all the water. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you talk to them, they can. Uh, 
<laughs> but it's it's actually funny that some corporations have become like the supervillains of bat of Batman. Oh cartoons. God, no! Every last every last one. Because we literally have a corporation who a couple of years ago was like, I don't think water should be a human right. I know. <laughs> it's just like don't even get me going. But I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so the CEO of Nestle is the Joker. Exactly. <laughs> Uh-huh. No, it's Blowfield. Yeah. Let's not kill ourselves. We got Bond villains running our corporations at this point. Yeah. I mean, I like um, our Laughing Fish has got to be my favorite out of this, and I'm my least fi- least favorite. Maybe Eternal Youth a little bit. I because I love I Alfred one, and I loved Alfred and Maggie, but the Poison Ivy I think was a little weak for me. Maybe yeah. yeah. I can see that. I can all definitely good. see I like that. Them all. I, have, I hate but uh, but if but if you, I just thought if you take Alfred and Maggie out of uh, Eternal Youth, it wouldn't. It there wouldn't have been a story. No. So, so but, but you know, but that's I mean that's splitting hairs really, sort of thing out of this four. So let's go to best character and least favorite character of these this block. Sorry, with you, Vicky, because I know this is your favorite. I hate it when you time. do that to me. Best character. You know, I'm gonna, you know, probably because I, I, I love Harley Quinn, but she wasn't, it wasn't, she wasn't the worst character, but I, I have to say, um, I really enjoyed, uh, Robert Constanza as, uh, Harvey Bullock. I don't know why. I just like his wise guy attitude and everything. I just enjoy him as a cop and he's kind of one of the lesser characters. I don't think he gets enough. He probably does later. Um, favorite character, no, uh, least favorite character. I'm gonna have to say Wormwood. He was kind of lackluster, you know, he wasn't your typical, he wasn't, I don't know, he wasn't, I guess, I guess he was, what do you call it, um, part of the other villain, but that was, uh, I don't know. He, he just wasn't as colorful as the other characters are but i i hate saying i dislike any character because they all have value but that would be my two yeah they're, they're really yeah there really isn't any character that i really dislike. it's hard when when, to, to, when all four episodes are so good yeah it's it's it becomes kind of hard to to do it and i can't come up with an excuse <laughs> so i have to sit there and worry about my words but now I, I i i really enjoy all the characters this time around. But Wormwood was a little lackluster for villain. What about yourself, Joe? My favorite in this block is the Joker. Um and I, I with with uh he is good. with a um uh an honorable mention to Harley Quinn for being his, you know, for lack of better term, a straight man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the, the butt of all his jokes i it's just fantastic uh i absolutely loved all the bits with them um so yeah they're definitely the two mvps here it's either a tie or joker slightly edges out harley quinn um my least favorite it's really kind of hard because i can't really maybe uh, alfred's girlfriend who like just yeah, i mean she still Maybe. is necessary to the necessary to the plot but like i guess just because it's such a we were you know it's such an embarrassment of riches in this uh this block that i guess i gotta pick somebody and unfortunately it's her day in the barrel <laughs> what about yourself sean uh my favorite would probably be the joker uh but i do want to give an honorable mention to 
Bruce Wayne in Purgeons to Dream. Um, yeah, any, that's a good one. I never any, thought of that. Anytime I, you get to see Bruce and Thomas Wayne on screen, share a panel and a comic, it's always an emotional moment. And you yeah. don't get that level of emotion from Bruce normally. So whenever you get that, I always love seeing that, whether it be Flashpoint Paradox or or the uh, Doomsday Clock or whatever. Anytime you get or uh, or, uh, or uh, what was the other one? But yeah, all these different stories, wherever you get Thomas and Bruce together, it's always a great visual. And I love those moments um, in terms of least favorite, I guess the Baron from uh, Cape and Cowl compared to. I mean, it's kind of a useless thing. I mean, it, it drives the, he's the one that hires Wormwood, but at the same time, it's not really memorable other than the fact that he's played by John Reese davies So it's I guess that's of, a fair point. Yeah, It's kind of just a forgettable half villain, I guess, because not, nothing's really resolved and he just kind of disappears halfway through the story. So I, I guess I'd say the Baron. I can kind of, yeah, I can kind of see that one. I think my favorite has to be I'm going to go for the Joker in Laughing Fish only because it's, it's a maddening episode. My least favorite is going to be the two henchwomen from Poison Ivy. <laughs> I didn't even think I would have that. I would have liked them better if they were like, I don't know, maybe they were like henchwomen coming from like, you know, Wonder Woman's Island. They, that would have been more fun, you know. Those Amazonian yeah, women are like fun. the background. Well, yeah, we could like actually like beat the shit out of Batman a little bit. Yeah, before he, before he has to figure out a way to overcome it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's just they were just kind of just there. So, so like, oh, she needs Huntsman. We'll give her two women. And that's all they can. That's it. You know. Because even the henchmen in the Laughing Fish are a little bit more drawn out than these two were. So. Oh, the henchmen in the Laughing Fish are great. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of the Literary License Podcast. Next month, our Batman episodes will be Robin's Reckoning, Part 1 and Part 2, Night of the Ninja, and Cat Scratch Fever. Um, now, of course, next week, our make remake will be Salem's Lot from 1979. And, uh, is it 79? Yeah, it is 79. 1979. And the remake in 2004 with Rob Lowe. And, of course, M&M, Monsters the Mad Men, will be Deliverance. And the film Race with the Devil, both films from the 70s. Our next book to screen will be Lovely Bones by Alice Sebold. And the film Lovely Bones, directed by Peter Jackson. And don't forget, we're also doing Doctor Who, and they're on the Cenerites at the moment, which was um, aired in 1964. So it's good night for myself. A good night, Vix. Night, guys. Good night, Joe. Good night, everyone. Good night, Sean. Good night, everybody. And we'll see you next week. You can be amazing, you can turn a phrase into a weapon or a drug You can be the outcast to be the backlash of somebody's lack of love Or you can start speaking up Nothing's gonna hurt you the way the words do when they settle neath your skin Kept on the inside and most
guy doing a video? I don't know. Did he take a, like the wrong pill? Maybe he took the wrong pill.